Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. All in podcast, go to Rose Young Bucks. First, I'd like to say happy Labor Day to everybody. I didn't think I'd be doing this today, but here I am. It is episode 32 as, as I get this together. It is episode 32 of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We're about to hop into everything all in. About to break it all down. What a pay-per-view it was. I'm going to start with some general thoughts. And then we're going to get into the matches. And I'm going to give my overall thoughts. First, we got some house cleaning to do. You can find me on YouTube at OMG Corey B as I get this together. You can find me on Periscope at Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. I'm on Periscope. You can find me there. And on Castbox, you can find me at Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. So we're about to hop right on into this. Still trying to get this together here. Stick with me. First up, my general thoughts. Man, the crowd. Chicago was just insane. And traditionally, Chicago is, in my estimation, since I've been a kid, since I've come into watching wrestling, Chicago is the best wrestling town in the United States. It's just my opinion. There are a lot of great wrestling towns across the world, across the United States, but Chicago is the best in the United States. It's just my opinion. A bunch of rabid wrestling fans created a fantastic atmosphere and it was glorious to see and also the production the production was great hey you know you go into these things it's a first time thing you don't know how it's going to turn out you don't know how it's going to look Cody Rose the young bucks don't have any kind of experience or whatnot in this type of field and it looks like a grade A podcast like excuse me a grade A podcast this is grade A podcast but this looks like a grade A wrestling show well put together i enjoyed everything about this and also looking at some other general thoughts man the significance of this is huge i know they got people saying well it isn't significant you know it's only one uh show and you know that's it no they got ten thousand people in that joint and nobody's done that except wcw if i would have told you that okay somebody's gonna pull this off eventually you would have said that okay it's going to be another company it's going to be an impact it's going to be a rebound it's going to be a new japan pro wrestling in the united states no it's just three guys that pulled it off and that is just downright incredible if you ask me i'm still getting things together downright incredible if you ask me and there is so much significance in it so moving on after the pay-per-view i've seen a bunch of you know the haters came out unfortunately to say because eventually i thought that this would be all out positive like there were some things that i didn't like about it it wasn't perfect but i figured that overall everybody would have a positive viewpoint on the pay-per-view apparently not apparently you know you could just tell that it was some people that was just gonna hate the event no matter what happened but look I have no problems with somebody saying that. You know what? I didn't really like some things about the pay-per-view. Because I didn't really like some things about the pay-per-view. I'm about to get into all of it. But if you were to say that it didn't live up overall, then I don't know what to tell you. You just don't enjoy a good pay-per-view. There's all pay-per-views that have hiccups here and there where it doesn't. Some matches don't live up, but the majority of the matches do. If the majority of the matches live up and I have a good time overall, I call that a good to great pay-per-view. So we're about to hop right on in to the matches. And I have some more general thoughts after that. First up, we're going to start with the main card, but we're going to start with the over-the-budget battle royal. 
because that led into the main card with the Rekabana Championship. It was a phenomenal battle royal. I gotta say that it was one of the better regular battle royals that I've seen in quite some time where it's not a Royal Rumble. It's not a whole bunch of states on it. It's just on the pay-per-view, on the pre-show. One of those battle royals is like one of the best ones I've seen in a while. Bully Ray played his role really well. And I enjoyed it very much. And the finish was just fantastic. Uh, and another thing, Jordan Grace. I know a lot about Jordan Grace just by Twitter. I see pretty much all of the wrestlers all the time on Twitter. But I've never seen her in an event personally where I've just sat down and watched for like three to four hours. She was in the show. She is strong. Goodness. I've never seen somebody just lift up Brian Cage like that. Goodness. That was very impressive, by the way. The finish was done weird, really well. Flip Gord comes out, gets the win, crowd pops, and that was a good way to end the pre-show, and I liked every bit of it, and the crowd was just inhumanely hot. I enjoyed every second of it, and it was well done. So we're going to get right on into the main card, and that is Matt Cross versus MJF. This is a later disc to the card. This was pretty decent at best. Wasn't great, but they had a good back and forth. Matt Cross would win with the cutter. Got the shooting star press for the win. I enjoyed it fairly decently. You know, it wasn't knock your socks off out of the park. Still a show type of match, but it was decent at best. I enjoyed it, and I'm pretty sure the, the crowd enjoyed it as well. They had a nice response because the crowd was just hot at the beginning. I enjoyed it. It was decent E enough so moving on we had Stephen Amell versus Christopher Daniels look I gotta say something about Stephen Amell this is his second wrestling match if I'm not mistaken unless I'm missing anything I know he faced off with Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam that one year but this is his second match if I'm not mistaken he's done a fantastic job you could tell that he got burnt out early on in the process because he was winded you can tell him huffing you can see him huffing and puffing but overall, I really enjoyed the match. He was in there with a veteran like Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels made him look really good, by the way. And that spot through the table, my goodness. It, it kind of looked funny because Christopher Daniels had to roll onto the table. But once they got to the spot and he went through the table, sheesh. And I mean, that is something because, you know, those guys in movies, girls' movies, this is not their forte because their bread is buttered in acting, so you don't really see them take chances in these type of matches. It's kind of like when The Rock was acting and he took on John Cena and he got hurt in that match and he had to shoot Hercules. They had to cut the, the production off for some time. And it's pretty surprising to see Stephen Amell take that chance, but he took it and he went straight to the table. As for his coast to the coast, I got a coast to coast, excuse me. I got to say, it was done really well. It wasn't one of those old man, Shane McMahon, barely got there coast to coast. He got there. It was done really well. It was a good memoriam to RVD and a good tribute to RVD, shall I say, not memoriam. But looking at the finish of the match, I was pretty surprised because... I figured that this would be the classic star comes in as a face, gets the win over the heel veteran. But it turns out that Christopher Daniels got the win. I have no problems with that personally because I like to see the wrestlers go over these actors that just come in and just get the win. Obviously, Stephen Mill has a little bit of wrestling under his belt. Uh, he's doing pretty well. But I was happy to see Christopher Daniels hit the best moonsault ever. This is a guy that doesn't get his credit. He's been a while for what feels like forever. 
him and AJ Styles and Joe have just been around for forever, and he is fantastic, and I enjoy every bit of his work. He's still getting the job done in 2018. So moving on, we had Tessa Blanchard versus Madison Rain versus Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker. This was a fantastic match. I gotta say, at the end of this, I pretty much said, boy, the ladies stole the show in that match, and I enjoyed all of them. It was kind of disjointed at times, but overall, we had some good spots. Tessa Blanchard, current knockout champion. I always say future knockout champion, but she is the current knockout champion now. The walking mean streak, Tessa Blanchard, she came off looking like a star in this match. Her and Chelsea Green, they had the crowd absolutely going in this match. The crowd was on their feet. This was an electric atmosphere. I can only imagine what it was like inside the building. But it was an electric atmosphere. They were up for this match. There were some incredible spots, and I think all four women came off looking really good in this match as well. Impact Wrestling came off looking really good for this in this match as well. All three of those women, substantial, three or four of those women had substantial time in Impact Wrestling, and they have done really well in Impact Wrestling. All former Knockouts champions as well, or the current Knockouts champion if you include uh, Tessa Blanchard. But Tessa Blanchard picks up the win. Right call. She looks like a million bucks, and, and every week on Impact, she is definitely making an impact. No pun intended. So, moving on to the next match, we have the NWA World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. I did not expect to get emotional in this show or during this show, but doing it if when Cody Rhodes is coming out. And that crowd was just losing its everlasting mind. And I got lighting issues going on right here. But that crowd was losing its everlasting mind. I just I just started getting chills. Typed on Twitter. Man, am I the only one getting chills here? Just getting chills. And he came through that entrance, got up the steps, came to the entrance, and the crowd just lost it. Got in the ring and the crowd lost it. And it was an emotional moment even before the match even started. Nick Aldis interest Nick Aldis's entrance hits straight to booze and they built this match up so well that the crowd was super invested before they even locked hands and during the match I gotta say it was a really good match but there were a bit too many stop stop start moments in the match Cody Rhodes went down I think he bladed and we well, know I'm pretty sure he bladed he went down he was down for a while that took an eternity to settle out Diamond Dallas Page with the cutter on Devore, if I'm not mistaken. And that took out a lot of time in the match. They were the crowd was up, 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 and it stopped started and it kind of brought the crowd down a little bit. The crowd got back invested. And the match would end with Cody Rhodes hitting the British Bulldog, Bret Hart finisher from SummerSlam 92. It was kind of a bit, kind of a bit off time, a little bit. Cody didn't hook him immediately, but the crowd popped for that finish. They popped big time for that finish. This was after Brandy Rhodes got involved in the ring, and she took the elbow drop. This came somewhere after that, and the crowd just lost it, completely lost it. And it was a fantastic moment. One too many stops start moments for this match for me to call it a great 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 match but it was a really good match and Cody Rhodes getting that title Dusty Rhodes the son of a plumber man Cody Rhodes the grandson of a plumber man winning the NWA heavyweight championship was just a fantastic title it's like the NWA championship is back 
home again. And that was a fantastic moment. Now Dino's page came out, put the title around his race. I loved every bit of it. The crowd loved every bit of it. In my estimation, this should have been the main event. But it wasn't because at that time, after you won the belt, I said, man, how are the how is the crowd gonna get up for anything else? To which they did, and it surprised me, but they got up for the rest of the show. And it was a good rest of the show, by the way. Moving on, we have the Chicago Street Fight, Adam Page versus Joey Janela. And this was an insane match. Spot after spot. We had the crackle barrel barrel. A literal barrel. And just spot after spot. I thought Paige killed him when he threw him off the ramp. Like when he tried to go through those tables and he hit the edge of those tables. I'm like, okay, the dude's dead. There were too many times where people just landed on their heads in this event where it just literally hurt me I like at least two to three times I typed on Twitter okay he dropped him on his head we gotta we gotta stop that but besides that this is a crazy match it was a good match had a crazy ending as Paige hit the right of passage through the table for the win crowd was all over this match obviously it took some time because Cody Rhodes had just won the title and they got it back into it eventually because of the crazy spots. How could you not get back into a match with all those spots? But post-match, I won't get into the particulars, but let's just say that Joey Ryan is back. He is back from dead. He's back once again. I'm not that big of a fan. It's not my cup of tea, his gimmick, but I will say this. It's getting over with the crowd. Well, it's not even getting over. It is over with the crowd. So if you get something over with the crowd and the crowd loves it, then by all means, go with it. Not my cup of tea, but the crowd really likes it. Joey Ryan is back. Next up, we had the Ring of Honor title on the line. Flip Gordon versus Jay Lethal with Lanny Pofo coming down to ringside with him. He came down as Black Machismo. That was a callback. Like, I wasn't expecting that one. I was like, whoa, that's a callback to the TNA days. All right, that was cool. This match, they didn't rely on nostalgia in this match, but the whole Savage Hogan thing, it went over well with the fans. So good for them there. They got it over with the fans, but I didn't particularly like it. You got the Ring of Honor title on the line. Let's just make it about those guys, not about Savage and Hogan. So, I mean, it didn't sit well with me, and it kind of took away from the match, in my opinion, but overall, they had a good finish, and this wasn't one of the better matches on the card, in my estimation, especially with Jay Lethal having to do the elbow drop like 10,000 times, Savage's finishing move, and having Flip go and kick out of that wasn't satisfying for me, but the match was decent enough. And I'm happy to see Jay Luthor get the win again. Old TNA Faithful, that's another guy that doesn't get the credit he deserves that's been around for forever, kind of like a Christopher Dance. Really doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Glad to see that he is still kicking, still getting it done in 2018. Afterwards, Bully Ray came down. Coca-Banner made the saves. They did the triple powerbomb on Bully Ray, got the crowd excited, and it was all well done. So moving on... Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr. Look, this was the match that I was looking forward to the most. That morning, Saturday morning, I said, man, I cannot wait 
to see Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. No titles on the line. Even Kenny Omega didn't even walk to the ring with the New Japan World Heavyweight title. He just came to the ring as Kenny Omega. And it was Kenny Omega. It was a grudge match. Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. It was a fantastic matchup. Pentagon hitting that package pile driver on the apron. My goodness. I thought Kenny Omega was, I don't want to say dead, but I thought the dude was dead. Man. Another situation to where I said, man, too many people are getting dropped on their head here. Sheesh. But looking at the match, also, Mega came back with another package power driver that didn't get the win, which immediately popped the crowd. In the end, Kenny Omega would get the win with the one-winged angel, and this was a phenomenal match. In my estimation, it was the best match of the night, and I enjoyed this from top to bottom. I didn't feel like they went over too long. Felt like it was just right. The crowd was invested like a world title was on the line. And I gotta say they did an awesome job. And post-match, obviously the lights go out. And there is Chris Jericho. And he knocks out Kenny Omega, hits the code breaker, takes him out. And that was so well done. The crowd lost its everlasting mind. Looked like it was Pentagon at first taking on Kenny Omega. But it turns out that it was Chris Jericho. And I got to say, Chris Jericho picks his, picks his spots really well. I got to say that. Because he said he wasn't going to be at all in, if I'm not mistaken. But there he was. And look. Everybody, after that, a lot of people saying, Chris Jericho is the GOAT. And I don't want to come off as old for it or... I'm just 31, so I'm not that old. But I'm working into OG range to where I hear people say, call current wrestlers the GOAT, and I'm like, look, wait a minute. It's kind of like the LeBron argument. People call LeBron the GOAT. Look, I don't have a problem with people calling Chris Jericho the GOAT because to, to some people, when they started watching wrestling, Chris Jericho was a part of wrestling. Chris Jericho has been all they've known for however many years they've watched wrestling. So... They're at a point to where they can call him the GOAT. I'm not at that point. Look, for as much as I don't like the guy right now, I really don't like the guy right now. Hulk Hogan is the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm sorry. I don't like the guy right now, but the facts are the facts. Hulk Hogan is the greatest wrestler right now. As it pertains to Chris Jericho, I am at a point to where I can call him one of the greats in, that we've seen throughout the history of wrestling. I don't have any problems there. But not the greatest of all time. He's done a fantastic job, but he's one of the greats of wrestling. I'll just leave it there. So, moving on, we had Okada versus Marty Skrull. And I gotta say, Skrull's theme music is just boss. It's completely boss. And look, this matchup here, this was the one that went a little bit too long for the show and for the match itself. Look, I enjoyed it overall. We had a lot of rainmakers in this match. Had some broken fingers spots. The crowd wasn't too much invested early on. But they got invested big time when the near falls started to happen. This was an outright fantastic match. Wasn't It started off kind of slow. But once the near falls picked up, oh, it started to get great. It was a fantastic matchup. I enjoyed every bit of it. It took away time from the main event, so I don't like that. But 
in the end, it turned out to be a great match. Okada picks up the win. And look, that was a great spot to put that match. If you're not going to have your main event, it has to be one of the top matches. And I enjoyed it very much. The crowd enjoyed it very much. Okada got a big win. So, moving on to the final match. Rey Mysterio and Dido Phoenix, the Bucks, and Ibushi. This was a rushed match, shall I say. Like, they never really had time to get into a rhythm because Okada and Skrull went over the time that they that they were supposed to have gone over. Reports have it that this was supposed to be over a 20-minute match, and it was nowhere near 20 minutes. So, we had a lot of rust spots here. Like, when we talk about a rust match, when it's a slow rust match, then it becomes a match that doesn't have a chance to become good. But what we had here was a sprint, like a 100-meter sprint, where there were spots everywhere, including a Spanish fly into a backdrop. Bandito and it was all well done we had spots everywhere and I enjoyed the match very much I enjoyed Rey Mysterio in his Wolverine garb and the Young Bucks would pick up the win with the Meltzer driver it was 12 minutes it was supposed to go 20 but like I said Bushi scroll went over and this felt like a rushed effort it was still a good match because the spots were insane Phoenix was insane in this match. The moment when Rey Mysterio and Ibushi faced off, that was phenomenal. And look, the crowd ate up every part of it. So, I mean, this is a rush match due to, oh, excuse me, Okada and Skrull, but I enjoyed every bit of it for what it was. They got cut off the air because they had to make it for the 10 o'clock hour. They didn't quite make it, but it was well enough for me. Look, this is a fun pay-per-view. Five hours well spent, and it kept you intrigued throughout the pay-per-view. It was not perfect. Every match was not perfect, but it was well done. I enjoyed every bit of it. And look at the overall perspective of it. Look, there's going to be an all-in, too. You don't make all that gate, all that money. You don't sell out the arena, the Allstate Arena, or the Sears. I can, it, was, it was either the Allstate or the Sears. I think they were in the Sears Center. But you don't sell out the arena in 30 minutes and not have an all-in, too. So, look, there's going to be an all-in, too. I, guarantee, I very nearly guarantee it. Also, I would say this. I have an idea. Since they sold out all-in like that, one, they should do an all-in, too. And two, they should do a separate event. Where all titles are on the line. All world heavyweight titles and women's heavyweight titles are on the line in the major promotions. Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, New Japan. Put all the world titles on the line. All the women's titles on the line and fill out a card from there. That would be fantastic. I'd love to see that as a separate event. And you can run it all in too as well. As for all in, the first one of its kind... It was a phenomenal event. I don't see how you could even say that. It didn't live up to the hype. It wasn't good overall because it was really good overall. It was great. I got to say it was great. There were a few things that I looked at and I was like, well, I didn't really enjoy it that much. But overall, it was great. I enjoyed my time watching it. So let me know whether it's Periscope, 
YouTube, you can find me OMG Space Corey Space B. You can find me on Twitter at Two Sweet Pod. That's the number two, Sweet P O D, or at OMG Corey B. Let me know your thoughts on All In. Let me know. And you can also join me tonight. If I have time, I'll be watching WWE Raw. I'll be shooting the breeze like I always do every week. The first couple of segments, I'll be watching them live on Periscope. So check it out. I'm out.